Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and if you would please share and let everybody know what we're doing right here on ucsportsnation.com hey our podcast is brought to you by tony smith your shelter insurance agent call tony at 528-7079 for all your insurance needs we've got a, a a great guest today with us he is the head coach of the jackson county high school baseball team coach juan clareday coach welcome to the podcast Thank you. Thank you for having me. One of the things that we always love finding out about our great coaches up here in the Upper Cumberland is, is who are you a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got into education and coaching Jackson County baseball. Well, uh, I was born and raised in Macon County, Lafayette, Tennessee. I'm a 1985 graduate of Macon County high school. Uh, I've always been involved in sports anyway. I played it growing up when I was little. Uh, and I wasn't a very good athlete. I was mostly a student manager. Uh, my coach had always said I had to play for the for for sports, but not really the arms and legs, so to speak. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I didn't get the athletic genes in my family. My younger brothers did. Uh, but, and then after uh, high school, I went to Cumberland University. I was on the baseball team as a student manager, uh, and I, you know, graduated there in five years. And my head baseball coach wanted me to stay on as a as a graduate assistant coach on the baseball team, and and I did. I stayed three more years. So I was over, I was a part of the college baseball program for eight years, and during that time, I knew I was wanting to coach baseball, and I wanted that you know the teach and coach high school kids and and I really at that time didn't have no desire to go back get my master's and staying in the college game and uh being 22 23 years old I was ready to make some money and uh I've been teaching and this is my 26 year uh I've taught at several different schools Lincoln County Grundy County Sequatchie County and then and finally I moved back home Macon County and taught there for a while and then I'll last three years i've been in jackson county so i you know and i think that's very interesting because a lot of we have a good mix of of coaches uh here in the upper cumberland who have either played high school or collegiate sports uh, no matter what it may be and then we also have some that uh maybe only played a little bit of high school and then eventually got into coaching later on uh, they kind of caught the bug, I guess you could probably say. Uh, talk about a little bit about the the environment that you were in that really got you to recognize, hey, I'm 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 going to be a good coach here, and the more understanding of the game, more so than drawing from the experience of actually playing the game. I, I think of Bill Belichick, who uh, has never played a, a a down in his life as far as, uh, you know, college ball, college football or anything like that, but easily, you know, in, in the conversation of being one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. 
tell us a little bit about from your experience in in being on the management side, being around your coaches and everything, and learning those philosophies that you're applying today in your baseball program. It all started in college. I knew when I went to college and Coach Hunt, Coach Woody Hunt's my college baseball coach. He won three national championships. Unfortunately, I won a part of them. But I was a part of two College World Series teams, and uh, and him just wanting me to stay around the program and be his graduate assistant uh, played a lot in that. Even you know when I was still his student manager, he would. Uh, when we have a room, uh, room assignments on road trips or hotels, I always have the one that had to be in the room with him. And he would just grill me about, you know, situations. He took me under his wing. And when I, man, when it finally hit me, you know, because I was wanting to be with my teammates in the room, maybe, you know, playing poker cards or whatever, whatnot. Uh, he had me in his room and it finally hit me. Hey, he's grooming me, mm-hmm. you know. And, and he, he told me, said, you're, as far as your mind, you're one of the most knowledgeable baseball minds I've had through my program. Still today, he says that, and we're very close. And uh, so that kind of got my bug. You know, you know, the light bulb started, you know, flash up above my head, you know, and it, it really played a lot. And I, and I lean on him all the time. I'll call, call him baseball, just talk about life in general, and uh, and that, that's what got got me going that's what like i said the light bulb just flashed on you know hey he's grooming me i've got i think i got this talent you know and 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 coach claire day i i baseball is my first love i i was i was a catcher and uh uh because i had a decent arm but i was slower in christmas so they that's the only place they could put me uh but i learned very very early on that the game is all about practice and repetition. And the more reps that you can get in, whether it's in the batting cage, uh, you know, blocking balls if you're behind the plate, you know, framing, or even, you know, the infield or outfield, just the more repetitions that you can get, the, the better at it that you will be. But there's also a mental side of the game that a lot of players, I think, especially here in these times can often take for granted how do you practice the more mental side the situational type of plays uh especially when you start getting into players that you've faced before you know where they're going to hit uh, more times than not uh, how do you really practice that within your program in order to to get that learning curve up to speed on the situational side of things well, I mean, you hit on the nail, you hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, it's repetition. You've got to go over and over. And this day, times the kids, I think, in general, I'm not talking about my kids, but I've coached at other places and through the years. The, the attention spans is just not quite there. They don't quite understand. And I call, and I coach football too, and that's kind of a thinking man sport in a way too. Uh, but baseball, especially, is such a mental sport. You know. Uh, Yogi Berra had that famous quote, you know, baseball is 50% half, 90% half mental. I mean, that's, there's a lot of truth to that statement. And you just got to hammer it and hammer it and hammer it. And, you know, and sometimes I, I think the kids today just don't have that, you know, you know, desire to really buy into to the detail, the mental detail of it. They, you know, 
They love to get. They love to get in the cage. I'll use my kids for example. They love to get. They won't get in the cage. But when it's time to go out in the field and start lecturing, because you you know as well as I do, baseball's a lot of lecture. You know, type game in practices because you got design plays as well, and defensively you really got to lecture and rep. You didn't you know and all that. It's all the all the fundamentals of baseball is in such a lecture. You know, explain. Type stuff and these kids, you know, they don't have the patience. They want to get their, get their, you know, cuts, get their ground balls and go, go to the house sometime. You know, that's something I've kind of, you know, and I told my guys, I'm going back to 1995, Coach Clarity, coaches style. If you don't like it, you know, you know, you can go on to other things. I mean, I think that's the coaches. Frank Martin, South Carolina said it. It's not the kids that, you know, that's, uh, that changes. I think it's, our generation has changed and allowed them to do stuff, and that really hit home with me the last couple of years. I'm like, hey, I've got to go back to basics, and and that's what that's what you got to do. You just got to rep it over and over and over again. It sound like a broken record, but it's going to click if you just you know just stay patient and and do and do what's been taught doing. And and I think a lot of a lot of players now. Uh, they want to be they want to be the pitcher that they they want to be something that that gets the most action whether it's first baseman hind catcher pitcher uh there's not a whole lot of people raising their hands to be a right fielder or or a left fielder or you know really second base when you start thinking about it how do you structure your practices because if you're only focusing on you know hitting in the cage there's a lot of downtime for the players that are not in the cage hitting at that time. How do you structure your practices in order to keep everybody involved and keep everybody moving all at once to where there's not a whole lot of standing around? Because if you're not careful, and this is me being a former coach of travel softball, if if you're not careful, you'll look around and you've got six or seven players standing around jawing when they should be doing something else. How do you really structure your practices to make sure that that's cut down as much as possible? Well, you know, in a perfect world, me being the head coach, I would love to have five or six assistants where we can put them in five groups and just, you know, go. And this day, it's hard to find, you know, you know, the number of assistants because economic-wise, you know, schools can only afford so much or, or willing to pay. Jackson County's been super with me, really have. And in the past, place has been super. And... Sometimes it's just me and one assistant. So, I mean, you just, you got to be, I've, I've had to cut down, you know, on what I've talked before, lecture time and stuff. But, you know, we, I tell them, every position is important. Left fielder is just as important as that second base. But I tell them, Ken Williams, one of the greatest players of all time, was a left fielder. Um, and I've talked about, you know, current players. I'm like, look, Ozzy Albies is the second baseman. Look what he's doing. Mookie Betts, a right fielder. Mookie Betts ain't but 5'10", you know, and and all that. And I tell them every position is important. And what I try to do, um, I just try to go, you know, just shorter, just shorter, you know, uh, rotations, instead of 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes or 10 minutes, and maybe come back to it again later on in practice. We're fortunate to have six-block athletics, so we could start at one, and still a three, three-and-a-half-hour practice, we're done at 4, 30, 5 o'clock, enough time for them to get home, do their homework, and whatever needs to be done at home. Uh, we, we're, we're trying, you know, we try to keep it short, but to the point. Uh, 
and tell them, hey, it's more to it. Uh, my philosophy, and I got that from my college coach, hey, offense sells tickets, but defense pitching wins championships. So I really, we're, really, my best part of the practice is we get in our positions, we hit on fungos after fungos after fungos. If I got one of them to my better outfielders that handles the bat, well, I let them hit in fungos to infielders, and I roll around that infield, you know, tell them, hey, you got to keep your hands out front. You got your hands too close to your body, you know, and kind of demonstrate and have them to hit me a couple ground balls, show them what I want, or have the middle infielders together, outfielder hit a fungo, and show them how I want to turn two, how double play needs to be turned, how to make that pivot at second, both shortstop and second baseman. Then I can go to the first baseman, grab me a few balls, throw short offs, and work on their scoops, you know, and stuff, and third baseman, slow rollers. Then when the outfield goes, I'll have my out- infielders hit fungos to the H outfield position. Here's me and my assistant. We can do our thing. Or my assistant go to outfielders. I'll get the catchers, get that pitch machine, and just beat them to death, you know, with balls in the dirt, you know, have them, have them block pitches. So, you know, we try to do our best. If I, you know, if I, like in college, when I was on the staff at college, we had four sets of the coach hunt. So, you know, college is a little bit different. You got your pitch coach. He's working with the pitchers and, I was responsible for the catchers, and when I went with the catchers, I was with the outfielders, some, and, you know, did drills and stuff. So that's how it's kind of gotten today, and I feel like we get enough done, but you always want more to get done if you're a coach. <laughs> uh, We're talking to the head coach of the Jackson County High School Blue Devil Baseball Team, Coach Juan Clareday, right here on in, uh, inside the coach's headset on ucsportsnation.com. We're sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Hey, Coach, uh, I think especially in the high school game, probably more so, you know, college, and, and certainly when you get into the professionals, everybody gets specialized within uh, the game within itself. But I think in high school, it is so important to have as many utility players as you possibly can. You don't want to pigeonhole somebody as you're just an outfielder or you're just a third baseman or you're just a pitcher, uh, you really want to to have as many utility players as you possibly can. Uh, I know pitching is something that is, is uh, you know, it's, it begins and ends with your pitchers. But also, you know, you got to have a lot of those support players as well. How, how do you really develop and try to get as many utility players as you can within your team that way you can plug and play because it's a long season. A lot of people don't realize how long a baseball season really is. But you get started when there's still snow coming out of the clouds if if uh, Mother Nature warrants it. And you go a long way. It's, it's a long season. You're going to probably have some injuries, probably going to have some issues with some slumps and things of that nature. How do you develop those utility players so you can plug and play and kind of go through the grind that is the season? Well, in high school baseball, you kind of elaborated on that a little bit. Uh, there's not, and the biggest difference in professional and college ball and high school ball, your pitchers are usually your better players. When they don't pitch, they're playing shortstop. Or they're my center fielder or my first baseman. You, know, you don't have that set pitching staff where you're just a pitcher only. And in and it's not that same 19. You, you might have that kid that might win. If I pitch, uh, Mookie Betts is on the bench, but when I go to short, you know, Mookie Betts goes in this position. So normally you might have a 10, 11 player rotation, and sometimes that one kid's setting out because it's certain pitcher pitches. 
and then put somebody else in, in, a, in a defensive spot. Um, and with the pitch count now in high school baseball, that you don't have to take that starter out after so many pitches. You know, we really monitor that carefully in this day of time. And so you might play three positions in one game because you have to make these pitching changes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what I'm looking for is 11 guys that we can rotate and float in. You might not start the game, but you might finish the game and vice versa. And I said, don't be surprised during fall workouts and preseason when we come back in January that we're talking to you about playing this position or that position. I said, and the bottom line is you want to play. You want to be out there, right? And then most time they'll say, yes, sir, I want to play. I said, okay. It might be as a right fielder. The next day you might be a third baseman because of who's pitching. And that really determines when I write that lineup card for that particular game, who's pitching. And I've got to think, if once he hits his pitch counter, once he gets in trouble, whenever I have to take this kid out, this is my next option. So when I put this kid in the, as relief, what am I doing now defensively? If you want, and you want to try as a baseball coach, and you know, in softball as well, because you said you've coached softball, the easiest change to make where it doesn't really – you know, screw up everything. You want that change to be as easy and manageable as possible, not only on the lineup, but the coach's standpoint for the kid as well. And you kind of alluded to, to fall workouts as well. Uh, you know, if somebody really wanted to, and it's not that hard, if you want to play baseball and or, or not and, but or softball year-round, you can do it. There's there's enough travel organizations and things like that around the area and around the southeast that you can really plug into. How important is it now to the success of your program and it's really the success of any high school program for that matter? How is it, how important is it now for for players to really plug in and get that travel ball experience, really get into those types of things that develop them as a player even further? than just what the high school season can offer? Well, back when I, this is how it's kind of changed. Back when I first started coaching, we kept our team together. And so once the season was over, the graduating seniors went on to more and more things. We took returning guys. We had a little summer schedule and, you know, used that. Now, as years gone by, more gone to travel or they more wanted to play Legion ball or whatever. That's fine. They need to play. And we're getting into the small rural areas now, and they're not getting to that because travel ball is expensive. And and they kind of want their summertime as well. I understand that. But then again, like you said, order for them to get better. They want to go beyond high school or become that good high school player. They've got to do something, you know, year round. If they're, if they're just a baseball guy. If you go to small rural schools, we need all of our good athletes to play the sports. And more and more college recruiters in every sport, basketball, baseball, football, they love that multi, you know, multi-sport athletic guy. Mm-hmm. I want my guys to play football. I want to play basketball. But if, but if once they decide, hey, I think baseball or football is my ticket, they need to devote as much time to it as they possibly can. And so I encourage my kids. Actually, this past summer we got the, you know, we had a Babe Ruth team. We played at Livingston, but Livingston Babe Ruth League. It was it was my 
was my freshman and eighth graders and a couple of sophomores, which, well, you know, basically this year's eighth graders, freshmen, and sophomores, you know. And we had a good time, and they held our own against you know, other competition, and we're plan on doing that as, as long as people are willing to play, and that, that's going to help out, too. Then, Paul, we, you know, we can have open facilities where we can hit, pitch, and we can work with three individuals a day, and the others do drills, but I can pull three to the side. Like, if I want to work with my pitchers Monday, when we come back to school Monday, I can work on pitching mechanics, or I get my catchers, two or three catchers. We can work on blocking, framing, and other stuff. We can do that in the fall, plus, we, you know, we have weight training. We do cross that. We're we're really putting them through the gauntlet because you know it's the mental game, and we I feel like we need to get a little bit mentally tougher than we was last year. And that's what that's in team building and and kids have bought into it. And I have to say, this has been one of the best fall you know workouts and open facilities we've had. I've had you know in a, in a long time since I've coached. And you're talking about that team mentality and, and the kids really buying in. Uh, what is the one big thing that you really tried to instill into your program on a, on a yearly basis for for new players that are coming in from you know the middle school uh, coming in to to really understand and, and really grab onto as far as knowing what a Coach Claire Day team is going to be like. Well. We're going to play by all ball players. We don't have to have a team full of Hank Aarons, so to speak, or pitching staff of uh, uh, Roger Clemens as, you know, uh, Garrett Coach, Justin Thorlandis. I just want competitors. I want to compete and let the other teams know that you're going to earn this win. If you're going to beat us, you're going to earn it. We're going to, we're going to compete for seven innings for 21 outs. And that's what my, I want my teams to be. I mean, I pride on being, you know, being – a defensive-minded coach. We struggled that last year because we had a very young team last year, and that's what led us to what we're doing this fall. And you know, because pitchers, we don't have that. You know, the guys who strike out ten, fifteen guys a game. So I just want my pitchers to throw strikes and make the routine plays behind the, our pitcher. We'll be in good shape. We'll scratch out some runs, whether hit, bunt, whatever it takes to get a run. We'll do it. We're going to do whatever it takes to compete and, and try to win a ball game. That's that's what I want my teams to have, the mentality I want my teams to have. Well, Coach, uh, n- no doubt in my mind uh, you can definitely hear your excitement and passion about your program and especially the upcoming season. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, I hope that you, by the time this will be aired, it will be a little bit after Thanksgiving, but I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with you and your family. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're welcome. You have a good holiday season, too. And everybody out there to listen, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And I uh, and hope to see you in the ball field. Uh, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset with our guest, Jackson County High School baseball head coach Juan Claraday. I'm Amos Rogan, your host. You've been listening to ucsportsnation.com. And thank you very much for listening to it. We've been sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Go visit Tony at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cookville or give him a call for all your insurance needs at 528-7079. Once again, thanks again, Coach. Best of luck to you, and we will talk to you later. Thank you. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 
528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the coach's headset.